About to listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo, pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International, Takari. Bishop Kwesi Ampofo has a unique teaching with a clearer understanding of the word. Get ready for an awesome time in the word and receive your blessing, healing, and prophetic word as you listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo. As I sing praises to your name. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this morning, for your word that is coming to bring a change in our lives. Have your way, Lord, and um, bless us as we come in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, shout a louder amen. And you may take your seats. Are you blessed to be in church? Yes. And um, I want to say that in the evening we have a fantastic Passover service. And um, we are talking about the power of God. And so you shouldn't miss it. Tell the person sitting by you that Sunday evening is also a service. And you must be there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, this evening, I will expect all of you to be in the evening service. Remember, Sunday is our Sabbath, isn't it? Yes. So on the Sabbath day, we try to spend the whole day with the Lord. Amen. And can you give me Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12? Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12. I want to read a scripture to you about the Sabbath so that you can learn to spend your sabbath in a good way isaiah 58 it says that and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places thou shall rise up foundations of many next verse if thou turn away thy foot from the sabbath amen if thou turn away thy foot from the sabbath and um from doing thy pleasure on my holy day from doing thy pleasure on my holy day so today is whose day it's god's day isn't it i say today is god's day so you god is saying that on his day if you're able to turn away from doing your own pleasure amen that means that the things that you want to do and the things you want to enjoy doing but God says that if you can give them up for him on the Sabbath, you know. So he's saying that from doing thy pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight. So when it's Sunday, you should be happy about the Sabbath. Amen. You should be excited. It's Sunday. It's Sunday because it's, you're happy because it's time to go into the presence of the Lord. It's time to hear the word of the Lord. It's time to receive the power of God into your life. And it's not just the morning service. It's also the afternoon meetings and then the evening service. It's a whole day package. Amen. So don't think that your Sabbath is just the morning 
and that is it. It's actually the whole day. If you go to Israel, where they really practice the Sabbath, you will see what it means to be in the Sabbath. Even if you are trying to drive a car, a policeman can catch you. You know, say, what are you doing? We went to Israel. We had to go on a tour. We were not Jews, so we go on a tour. The police wanted to arrest the driver. And they, we had to do a lot of negotiations. Pastor Eric, is that not the case? Yes, for them to release us to go. So on the Sabbath day, is God's day. Amen. And so God is teaching us how to spend the Sabbath. He said, I've called it a delight. The holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall what? Honor him. Not doing thy own ways. Nor finding thy own pleasure nor speaking thine own words. This, you see, the, the scripture applies to you. you. You shouldn't think, you shouldn't think that it is far from you. You see, you shouldn't think that, oh, this scripture does not apply to me. It, it was concerning the people that Isaiah, the group Isaiah was meeting. No. The Bible says that the things that are written in the Bible are for us for our example and to teach us how to mold our lives in the way God wants it to be. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So on the Sabbath day, you should have this mentality, you know, just like you fast. You fast from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening. Your Sabbath is also 6 to 6. See it like that. So you come to church in the morning and then in the afternoon, you have maybe shepherd's meeting, or you have some other meeting, you have a choir rehearsal, you have whatever that you have to do, and then in the evening, we have an evening service, starting from 5.30, hallelujah, where you come to receive some prayers, you come to receive some anointing, do you know you need prayers? Yes, and so we've designed the services to accommodate that. You get so that you don't have to go. Yesterday, I was listening to the radio, and there was this um, um, fetish priest who was campaigning on the radio. He said he can do healing, he can do this, he can do many things. He has come to Takrade, he has come with solutions. <laughs> hey, so I realized that my church members also need solutions, and that is why God has led us to have the Passover service where you can be prayed for, you can be anointed by your pastor, somebody you know, somebody you can trust. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So from today, understand that this is how to spend your Sabbath. Isaiah chapter what? 58 verse 13, isn't it? Okay. Now we have been looking at the subject of secrets of prosperity. And I was telling you that some people have found their prosperity in smuggling others have found their prosperity in cocaine or prostitution or sakawa others have found their prosperity in education and in business in Christ also or in this church there is also a way to prosper amen I said there is a way designed for us as members of this house to prosper. Remember the example I gave to you that you in your house, maybe your mother gave you ampesi every day. In another man's house, maybe they were eating. What were they eating? They were eating maybe 
squid with um, fried noodles. You know? But by the time you are 12 years or 13 years and going to secondary school, when you report at Achimota or you report at Presec, the one who was eating squid will not be having an octopus head. <laughs> it will just be the same normal human being. Are you with me? And the other one who ate only Gary will also appear. Also the same. You won't see the difference. You see, so in every church, you must understand that God has a way to bless the house and the people of the house. You know, when you read um, in Genesis and the Bible begins to talk about the genealogy of creation, he talks about um, this begat that and this begat that. And there were some of them, the Bible say, and they became the people who started to do X, Y, or Z. Are you with me? So even as the Bible describes the genealogy of of creation and people, he identifies certain group of people with specific or special talents and abilities. Are you with me? Now, in this church also, God has given us a special blessing, a special ministry, a special calling, a special channel, you know, through which we shall be blessed. You remember I read a scripture to you from Job chapter 28 verse 1, which said that there is a vein where the gold is found. There is a place to prosper. There's a particular prosperity for us. And until you connect to where that prosperity is, you would walk in the church, but you may not experience the blessing and the prosperity in the house. But that is why God is revealing it to you, so that you will be the next person to fall into the prosperity that is in the house. Say amen, somebody. Now, I began to teach you about acceptance and devotion to the peculiar blessing of prosperity in the house which comes through three secrets okay three secrets the first one i told you was a secret of matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 which is the secret of what working for the lord say seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. What things was he talking about? Can we look at verse 30? Verse 30 quickly. It says that wherefore if God so clothe the grass of the field um, which today is and tomorrow um, is cast into the oven shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little so he's talking about what? Sports. Clothes. Is that not the case? Yeah. Next verse. Therefore take no thought. Say what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? What, 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 what do you drink? What do you drink? Malt. Coca-Cola. Horlicks. Some of you also drink oil. Anointed oil. <laughs> I don't know which scripture is that. Remember, everything you do, you should always have a verse that supports what you are doing. Okay? If there's no scripture, it doesn't matter who is saying it. You don't have to accept it. Alright? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to divert from my message, so let me stay on course. Everybody say, Pastor, stay on course. So these are the things 
that he refers to in verse 33. He says that what? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, the clothes, the drink, something to drink, something to eat. Yeah. He will supply you, which is a significance of your life, basically. Which is your income and your everything. God is going to supply you as we seek first the kingdom of God. So in this church, you must be interested in church planting. You must be interested in sales. You must be interested in working in the church. Okay? Doing something in the church. I said doing something in the church. Don't just come to church and go back. You should ask pastor, pastor, what can I do in the church? What can I do to help to build the church? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, coming to church regularly is a major way of building the church. Because one way of building the church is to build the congregation. So if we, were, we are coming to church and every day we come, some of the blocks have moved, some of the windows have gone on holiday, the roof has decided to go and visit his um, mother, um, aluminium at um, um, Akosombo. You come today, the roof is not there. Tomorrow it is there. You know, we will never really have a complete build, isn't it? Yeah. So one of the work that you do is the gathering. Coming to church and being there, being in church. It's an important work that you do. It is helping to fill the house of God. Remember, the, Jesus said the parable and said that, that my house may be filled. I said that my house may be filled. May the first service be filled in the name of Jesus. Oh, your amen is too weak. Hallelujah. And then we looked at some other verses also that spoke about um, working for God. Do you remember? We looked at a scripture in um, Deuteronomy 28, 47. I think that was a star verse. Deuteronomy 28, 47. And the Bible says there that because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness. Which means what? It means you must do what? Serve the Lord thy God with joyfulness. Okay? I'm teaching you how to understand the Bible. When you do your Bible study, you read your Bible in the morning and you read the scripture. You don't just read it and go. When you read it, you ask yourself, what is the scripture saying? So what's, what's the scripture saying? The scripture is saying that, the scripture is saying what? Serve the Lord with what? Joyfulness. Okay? What does that mean? It means you shouldn't grumble. You shouldn't murmur. When you are serving God, when you are coming for choir rehearsals, you shouldn't be grumbling on the road. Amen. Amen. When you are coming for shepherd's meeting, you shouldn't be murmuring and talking undertone. You see? Talking in the background. You see? We should serve God with what? Joyfulness. And with gladness of heart. Amen. May you have gladness of heart to serve God. Sometimes you are glad about doing something, but you are not glad about church or about things of God. You know, some people actually say that they are bored. When they, get, when they got saved, they became bored. So after a while, they wanted to go back to the world to enjoy the things of the world small. He says that, and for the abundance of all things. So, what does all things mean? It means what? Spiritual things. All things mean what? Cassandra? All things mean in a good health. Have All things mean all things. 
visible and invisible, spiritual and non-spiritual, carnal and whatever. All things, including your plasma TV, including your Dick's Bible. Amen. Yeah, including your tablet, including your Holy Ghost baptism. Amen. Including your job. All things. Abundance for the abundance of all things. Do you want abundance of all things? George, do you want abundance of all things? How can you get abundance of all things? By doing the things of God. By, by, by number one, serving, serving God, God joyfully and with gladness. You see, some people have abundance of all things by um, misappropriating monies that are given to them. Some people have abundance of all things by stealing. Some people have abundance of all things by crooked ways. Some people, some people, they've told them, we can build a house for you, so send your money to us in Ghana, and we'll be building for you. And then every month, they go and take a picture of a certain project that's going on, and the man will be sending his money. Oh, send $15,000, and they go and take another picture of another house and send it to him. So it's like he has, he has prospered. You see, I remember the man who built my father's house. When he finished building the house, my father became, um, they became enemies. So we were asking my father, but we were young. So when we grew up, then my father told us that when the man finished building his house, he, his, his house, the man also finished building his house. So the man took some of his money to build his house. So he got a house. As to how he got it, one day God is going to judge, isn't it? Uh-huh. Now, for us in this house, we, we found this secret. For the abundance of all things, you have to serve God with joyfulness and gladness. Whenever you hear, we say, we are going to have a street jam. We are going to have a mass evangelism. We are going to start Sunday schools. We are going to start Sunday schools very soon. In the afternoon, you go, you come for church, and you go home, you come back at 1.30 in the afternoon for a Sunday class. On Thursday evening, you also have another Bible class. You need to have a Bible class, or you don't need it. Ask the person sitting by, you quote three verses now. Say, vomit it now. Three verses. <laughs> you see that you, don't, you, you need to have a Bible class. Is that not the case? Yes. You need to know scriptures about uh, mourning. Somebody's mother is dead. You want to encourage the person. What scripture would you use? Um, somebody has lost his job. What scripture would you use to encourage him? Um, somebody wants a child. What scripture would you use to pray for the person? Um, somebody needs what? Healing. What scripture would you use? You see, so there's so much to learn. Yeah. And so that's why we're going to start Bible schools. And all of us are going to, it's going to be compulsory for everybody. And we are all going to be a part of it. You see, so we want to do all these things, but we want to do them with joyfulness and gladness. If you are served with food, with a squeezed face, you see, the waiter serving you. You know, sometimes I go to Akroman to eat. There's a particular waiter, he has a certain type of face. I don't like him to serve me. He has squeezed his face. He has a certain long, morose face. He's even bringing the food. You don't feel happy about the food. You see, you like to see somebody who's smiling, somebody who is encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very true. You see, so um, 
we want we found this secret the secret of serving god with gladness and the second secret that will make you to prosper in this house is the secret of being debt free the secret of being debt free romans chapter 13 verse 8 bible says oh no man anything oh no man anything so your aim is to be what debt free your aim is to be debt free your aim is what debt free you must strive to be debt free in life okay now what does that mean that means that your first option for money is not to borrow your first option you see there are many people as soon as they need money they think about borrowing yes as soon as they think about money they think about borrowing and you know the bank system will tell you that very few people have bank accounts and a lot of people are borrowing so they are borrowing from people you see we have lost church members because of borrowing yes a church member borrowed somebody's money and didn't pay hey in the church i've lost church members because of borrowing as we are trying to build the church we are trying to get people to be in church then some people too are borrowing and they will not pay before long my church member who we got who had money is annoyed won't come to church again and you too because you don't know whether the person has told pastor or not you have also stopped so two church members have left casualties from borrowing you see so but to the point the point is be debt free minded when you are debt free minded you would have more money a, a, a bad example and a good example is the government the government the revenue the government generates is more than the loans that they go for the revenue the government makes is more than the loans that they go for so you can see that the mentality of going for loans is something that is there some people when they think about money they think about going for loans let me just go for a loan let me borrow they always borrow they borrow shirts they borrow tie they borrow shoe they borrow socks they borrow everything they borrow cooking pan they borrow car they borrow everything even spectacles they want to borrow the lens your lens is different your own is minus two the person's own is minus ten you want to borrow his glasses and wear almonds even if your vision will be destroyed further <laughs> you see so it's a it's a mind you see and one of the blessings in deuteronomy chapter 28 one of the blessings is thou shalt lend unto many and thou shalt not borrow so if you find yourself swimming in debt from today as you hear this preaching if you want to prosper it's a mysterious thing but if you want to prosper begin to think debt free begin to think debt free begin to quench all those debts pay them pay them up it's not even much 15 cities you are owing because of 15 cities you have stopped using the road you use now use a different road through bushes huh? a snake almost beat you the other day it's not even an honorable borrowing are you listening to what i'm saying look if you want to prosper aim to be debt free now if you ever have to go for money to do something 
don't go for money that is more than your worth. In other words, if they sell you, can we pay off? <laughs> can we pay off the debt? Yeah. If we sold your television set, sold your car, and sold your gas cooker, maybe we can pay the debt, and then you are free. You are debt free. Are you with me? But don't borrow. It's like it's 50 times your worth. Amen. You see, because I'll give you a good example. You have to pay your rent. Two years rent. How much is two rooms? Hall in Chiba now. Two rooms with hall. Kitchen is how much? 300 times two years is what? Times one year is 36,006. Times two is 7,002. Now, many people cannot easily get 7,200. So you may be forced to go for some kind of a help or a loan or a salary something to pay for your rent. Now, number one, to go to get money to help you pay your rent is a good investment. Some, somebody will go for 7200 for his wedding engagement. That's a bad investment. You don't borrow money on, for consumables. You don't borrow money to buy yam and rice and fish to eat. No. That's my advice I'm giving you. You have to, maybe to pay your rent for three years. Which you also try to even defray. Yeah. Because you can make some maneuvers to get the money, but you can't get it in one time. You can get it maybe over six months. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. You see? But generally, let, let borrowing be the last option in your life and you will become a prosperous man in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If you can afford a Giorgio Armani suit, we have what we call Bend Down Boutique. Yeah. Just go. You, you go at 12 o'clock and you go to stand by the table. You won't get anything proper. They have dawn. They do selection at dawn. And if you cannot be there at dawn, you can have agents. Yes. So there's first selection, there's second selection. Yeah. We shall meet you wearing an Armani suit, but you know where you got it from. Bend down boutique. Hallelujah. It's for a season. It's your, it's your season of life. In that season, now I don't have phone numbers of first selection and second selection. But there was a time I was a master. I know where they, they cut the bill. I know the importers. I know people who bring the bill specially. Hey! Because it was my season. But the season has changed for me. And it's been about 27 years. Yeah. So the changing has, the season has changed for me. Yes. But maybe the season has not changed for you because it's been two years after school. Yes. Economy at its highest. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So don't owe. Don't borrow big money because at the third point I'm going to give you, the third secret, is really a secret. And that is the secret of building. This is really a mystery. The first two, I can give you a lot of scriptures to teach you about it. But then the second one, I can almost not give you a scripture. But it is something that has been studied over the period. And it has been seen that people who have prospered. It has been seen that people who have a lot of wealth are people who are builders. Amen. 
when you go to Europe, you go to South Africa, you go to Egypt, you go to um, Saudi Arabia, you go to America, you know, Canada. What you see there is that they have built and they are building. Yeah. When you go to Egypt, they have built, they planted plantations on the desert. They built cities in the desert. Yeah. Even when you read the Bible, as far back as Moses' time, they were building cities, Pitom and Ramses. And Egypt was the greatest civilization at that time. Amen. The great countries are symbolized by building. You go to Korea, go to China, go anywhere that is developed. You see that they've built. But come to countries where we haven't developed or gone ahead, you can see we lack building. We don't build. We don't build. I told the new rector of the Polytechnic, he's taken about a university, the Polytechnics are being changed to universities. I told him, build a new university. Build. The government does not build. Africans do not build. It is our, it is our qualification. We don't build. We don't build roads. You see the road they've done? They've done the road, though. The road to church. It's not that they've started, though. They've finished. <laughs> you, you think they're going to do something more to it? <laughs> we can't build roads. We, can't, we don't build anything. Yeah. So you decide to be a builder. Yes, and what does it mean to be a builder? Get a land and build. Block upon block, build. And then somebody says, okay, so I'm going for Mudgate. So I can build my house in six months. No, you don't need to do that. It may take you six years. It may take you seven years. But take your time. Gradually, gradually, uh, little by little, you would finish your house. When you roof your house, you can put windows in some of the rooms, plaster the inside, and then move into the house. And then gradually continue to build your house. Amen. Remember the Bible says, by wisdom a house is built. Not by money, by wisdom. If you want to prosper. I I cannot really explain it. But if you want to prosper, become a builder. There's a scripture in... um, Exodus, Exodus chapter 1 verse 21 or so. Exodus chapter 1 verse 21. And it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. That's God. God himself is a builder. He built the earth. Built the universe. Built everything. Yeah, he told Noah build an ark. You see, the midwives they, he, he was happy with them. He wanted to do something for them. He built them a house. Amen. Solomon was great. One of the reasons is because he built a house. Amen. So building makes you great. Building makes you great. You should travel to Dubai. They built. They were not like that. They built. They realized they didn't have much land. So they decided to build on the sea. Build on the sea. Hey. May the Lord take all of you to Dubai. In Jesus' name. 
I said in Jesus' name. They've built. They've built. They said to themselves, we want to have the tallest building in Dubai. And they built it. The tallest building in the world is in Dubai. Yeah. You can't see the top of it. It's in the skies. Tall building. Everything they have, they've built. Everything they have, they've built. If you want to move forward and prosper in life, I want to encourage you, buy a land and become a builder. Priscilla, are you building? Buy a land. Do you have a land? Start building. How do you start? Buy one trip of sand, one trip of stones, and then ten bags of cement. That's all. You started your building. Somehow, it qualifies you for blessings. It qualifies you for um, um, moving, surging forward. It qualifies you for greatness. Become a builder. I said become a builder. Yeah. One of the things I've seen about building is that it makes you a wise spender of money. Because when you are building, you cannot have a lot of money to be wasting. Yeah. You can't have a lot of money to be wasting. No. Become a builder. Do you have a land, George? Get a land. Get a land. If the one in Takradi is expensive, get the one at Mampong. Because nobody is there now. So the land is cheaper. Because by the time you finish building in six years' time, Takradi will be there. By the time you finish building in six years' time at Ajwa, Takradi will be there. Amen. I listen to what I'm saying. Become a builder. Don't eat all your money. Kenke fish. Kenke fish. Every time kenke fish. Kenke fish. Kenke fish. Oh. <laughs> and then don't go and borrow money you want to build. No. Small, small, small. Remember small, 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 small. Maybe when you get to the roofing, you may go for a small soft loan to roof it. And even that, you'll be very sad as you are taking that loan. Amen. Yeah. And then you try to pay it off as soon as you have the opportunity. And as soon as you roof your house, you put windows in and you plaster. Inside you go. Do the kitchen, do the bedroom, do the living room. You day inside. No more rent. All the rent you pay, you use to, to do tiling, to tile your house, to do electricals, to do all that you have to do in your house. I listen to what I'm saying. So these are three keys of prosperity in the church. You watch our bishop. Bishop has, has grown the church on these principles. Everywhere you go, lighthouse, we are building. In Takradin now, we are building about six foundations. Aside this one, and aside second D. We are building for Anaji. We are building for Tanokum. We are building for um, Abuazi. We are building for Takwa Atwabu. We are building for Brabe Bomi. We are building for Asake. We have to build and build more churches in the city. Building is a sign of prosperity. Building will establish you. I say building will establish you. Everybody listening to me preach, you must decide, I'm going to get a land. I'm going to start to build. I'm going to start to build. I was listening to Prophet as he was preaching how he built. He started to buy his switches. He go to town, he buy a tap. And then he had a box and he started keeping them in. Sometimes you've not got the land, but so let me start buying 
some of these things. You buy the light switch, you buy the tap, you buy small, small things, buy the pipe, you know, and it's all, you have invested your money there. Then finally you get a land and then start a foundation. All you need is one mason and then a laborer. That's all. And then you become the contractor. Don't, don't be a big man. You see, another thing about Africans is that we like big manism. Yes. So you, a simple teacher like you, a simple nurse like you, you have gone to hire a whole contracting unit. And you are sitting in your um, um, OPD and they are coming to you. Okay, today we want to do this, this, this. You are discussing you. How much money do you have? (laughs) You want to be a boss? No, no, no. You yourself. The cement dealer should become your friend. The iron rod seller should become your friend. The wood seller should become your friend. Their phone numbers will be on your, in your contact. You'll be calling them. Can I have two hour bots? Hey. Say, Master, now two hour bots, what are you going to use it for? Ain't me here. She Oh, you are like two. You just give me two. I will split it into three so I can do my profile. Instead of buying eight bots, I'll buy two and split it, each one into four. Hey. I won't even buy wawa. I'll use blocks. To do my profile because I want to build I don't have money but I want to build and before you know it you have built a house wow you don't have to build an 8 room house with 8 toilets no just build 2 bedroom hall and chamber expandable then you can expand it as your prosperity comes time is up put your hands together for Jesus stand to your feet everybody say to yourself I am a builder say I enjoy working for God say my Sundays belong to God from today I will come joyfully to church say I am debt free say all the owing that I owe I am going to begin to cancel them in 2016 I see myself free from debts free from debts in the name of Jesus. And I'm starting my building project. If you have already finished it, I'm starting another one. In the name of Jesus. Close your eyes, everybody. Let's pray. Lift up your hands and ask the Lord for grace. Grace to walk in the secret of prosperity of the house. Lord, I leave to my head in We believe you've been blessed by this message. For copies of this message, Visit our vision bookshop at our church premise near Wampo One. Would you sing it with me? I worship you, great I am.